the City Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and with special guest from Ritz Sports Talk, Jets Podcast. If you're a big Jet fan, go check it out. Great content. The Nolan Ritz has joined us to talk some football Friday. And like I said, you could also check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms, including Spotify and YouTube, as well as Clovercrest Media on all social media platforms. So go give us a like, follow, subscribe, or share. We will get into the big games this week and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are they legit? Well, we're going to see as they get to play the only undefeated team left after four weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles, plus Clojure's Jets and Giant fans, a battle between Lamar Jackson, superstar quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen, plus Brady versus Mahomes again. Which one are we most excited for this weekend? But let's start off with the the game last night and the big, you know, as you've seen, all sports networks across have been starting with this and been talking, discussing, is the surprising decision and maybe questionable decision at the time. I know that he went through all the tests, Ted, I get it. Went through all the proper tests for this. But Miami, we just saw what happened on Sunday. Looked like a freak freak injury with Tua Tagovailoa having the concussion, calling it a back injury. Four days later, Tua Tagovailoa gets carted off. So, Ted, I'll start with you. It's a very simple question. I know that the go, they gave him all the approval, and I know as a competitor, as we are competitors, we say, go out, coach, I'm ready to go. But when you see what happened last night, the way that everything transpired, why did the Miami Dolphins start to win? Knowing that you have a quality backup, a, a professional, a pro's pro in Teddy Bridgewater, you want to make sure two was 100%. There's no way in hell that after four days on Sunday, or three days, I should say, you were 100% after a concussion. So, Ted, why do you think, and why did Miami start? And then I'll get to Nolan on this one. So let me first reiterate so we don't get into a crazy argument right off the bat. But here's Nolan's going to be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Here, here's the thing. What happened last night was unfortunate. Where we were doing a little discussion, getting into it a little bit beforehand, our little pre-talk. All right, it was very unfortunate. You don't want to see anyone go through that. It could happen to anyone, okay? But what makes it worse is what we saw on Sunday with him being slammed down to the ground, his head banging off the ground. He tries to get up, he tries to walk, he stumbles to go back to the ground, and he comes off the field. Okay, we get that, mm-hmm. right? The first part was we should start off. The question is, why did he come back in the second half of Sunday's football game? Because he passed all the protocols that are – here's the thing. There are rules in place like everything else. The NFLPA and the NFL have made rules. He had an independent doctor. They have neural doctors. He passed whatever tests he had to, had to. But here's the problem. There was no common sense in this situation. There was no logic. Someone – and I thought – who the hell said it today? Um, it was on Get Up this morning. But they said, pretend that that's your son. Or your kid. It had to be Ninkovich, it had to be Acho, or it had to be uh, Chris Canty. One it was of those. Acho. It was Acho. He said, imagine if that was your kid. You got to put some common sense and logic. Like you have to prevent kids from making mistakes. You have to. You have to save the player from himself. Okay. Yeah. He's a human being first. That's the Tua, thing. Tua passed the protocols. He wants to be out there. He was probably banging on the table saying, "I'm ready to go. I'm passing the test. What are you holding me back for?" Right? Because. Mm-hmm. Who knows if something else would have came about if they didn't let him in. He was like, oh, they didn't let me in because they didn't think I, I passed the protocols. You know, imagine like something else. But with that being said, last night was an unfortunate thing, right? Why he played is because he wants to play. Literally, he wanted to play, and there was nothing or no one there to save him from himself. Plain and simple. And also, I go back to that original football movie, uh, the movie with Al Pacino, Trev. Oh, Any Nolan. Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday. Remember, remember yeah. the movie? Yeah, I'm right. Like, of Quarterback, wait, playing through the thing. Like that's what the NFL is really about, man. But it's that's the about, but that's the low not, po- but that's the low point of the. You just said it, that's I the low it. point it's of the NFL is moments thing. like we this. We understand it's the, it's the most craziest wild sport that's out there, right? There's there's no more dangerous sport maybe other than UFC. All right, it's a car crash every time these guys hit. They are not thinking about Tua Tagovailoa from 20 years from now when he's 40, 50, or 60 years. They're thinking about now. All right. Coaches are thinking about their jobs. The player himself is thinking about, I got to win. I got to be out there. I got to, I got to be there for my teammates. I have to win when I'm out there. We win. That's why we won last week. I get that. That's, but that's the unfortunate realism of this whole situation. But that's, that's probably the simple thing. He wanted to be out there. He passed the protocols. 
But common sense and logic, as I know no one's going to say, and what you're going to argue is, someone should have saved him and said, you know what, Tua, we will live with Teddy Bridgewater for Thursday, and we I'd rather you have an extra week and a half or two than what could have happened last night where we all know it could happen, someone dying on the field. And that's and, the and worst no, case scenario that anyone would ever want to see on any sporting event. And, no, that's the thing is that this league predicates and harps on the concussion, CTEs. They've made mm-hmm. movies about it. They've, they've been – pushing it as much as it can to try to change the safety of this game in a situation like that. And then this franchise as a whole, if you've seen this franchise, what it's been through the past, this wild off season with the tampering issues, losing a draft pick, this is just a mess of a franchise. So when you see something like this and a person that you just told us has had concussions, what is your take on this from last night? And well, realistically who should be fired? Because it feels like somebody in this whole situation mm-hmm. should eventually lose their job. Now, I don't know who it may be, doctors or anything, but somebody could be losing a job. Yeah, someone has to be held responsible. And I'm going to look at it from a little bit more of a larger picture, unfortunately, for this circumstance. And let me preface this by starting off and saying, I think the NFL has done an incredible job over the last 10 to 15 years to really reduce the amount of cushions, whether it's the reducing the hitting with mm-hmm. the caps we saw in train camp. So I do think the NFL has done a lot, and the numbers show that the concussions in the game of football have significantly gone down. However, for the NFLPA, I think that this week will could be a huge turning point in player safety because think about the optics of this past four days. Mm-hmm. The biggest game on Sunday in the afternoon window was the Bills-Dolphins game. And you see yeah. Tua not only get a concussion, but get a concussion where he can gets barely wobbly. walk, gets the yeah. jelly legs. And yet everyone at home, even people that don't understand concussions, basically realize something's not right with him. And he somehow was let back into that ball game, which makes you like question. Like too. He came right. back like this. Well, he came back in the second half. They went back, and after the second half, he came back out. But it makes you question the protocols. Now, then you also had in an unrelated note, on Monday night, you had the Shepard injury on turf, and then you've seen all the players coming out saying that the game needs to be on grass, that they need to eliminate turf. So basically, oh, you get to that. Thursday night. You get to Thursday night, you've had your primetime Monday game, your biggest game arguably in the Sunday 1 o'clock window with major player health concerns. And then you get to Thursday night. And even before the game, you saw people on social media when it was announced two was likely going to go saying, this doesn't feel right. And look, the Thursday night games, I love them. But there are certain scenarios where you have to understand that recovery for the NFL is right around Thursday. You ask players in the league is about the time that they start feeling <laughs> right again. True. Yeah. I remember, so, I remember listening to those guys. They said they're, they're like Monday to Monday. You're just dead. Tuesday. Yeah. You have Wednesday, Thursday, you start feeling good Friday. And by the time you hit Sunday, you're full strength, but you're back to getting beat up again. Right. And then you see two go down on a hit where let's be, it was a hard hit, but it wasn't something that really sound. And it kind of went to both issues that, were prevalent on both Monday and Sunday. You had a quarterback hit his head on the turf, which, again, we've had some people complain about how hard it is. And then you have Tua having that injury, that nasty video of him with the fingers not right. And look, was it great that Tua was able to get back on the plane last night and go back to Miami? Yes. Is it great that the NFL avoided a potential disaster or even more disaster? Yes. But even though this team now has 10 games, it just feels like that the way Tua will be handled the rest of the season, both you are curious to see how it will be personally for his health-wise because we've seen so many careers end prematurely with head injuries, but also on a larger scale, the worst thing that now could happen for this National Football League is might not happen next week, might not happen two weeks, but if Tua in this season – gets another concussion. We are talking about three traumatic brain injuries in one span of four months, basically, because that's the length of the NFL season, roughly four months. Mm -hmm. It will not look good. And then you wonder, because you're more susceptible to concussions once you get them, that this poor handling of Tua might not only impact the Dolphins in their quarterback situation long-term, but could basically have impacted the entire career of Tua Tagovailoa. And I'll even go a step further where I think the Dolphins, look, they need to be investigated about this because this is a franchise that has made it clear over the last 18 months 
they don't love Tua. They tried to trade Deshaun Watson. They tried to bring in Tom Brady. Like they are just throwing him out there and they don't seem to value Tua as a football player. They just threw him out there because it was convenient for them. If Listen, this was, if, he win, if he wins for them, if he wins for them, it's, but I understand it's, what it's he, a bonus. It's I know, a, but I so I know what he's saying is that he's there, but he's like, yeah, we well, just listen. I think a lot of times, Jeff Howard, go, let's let's be honest, bro. This is a sport. This is a business. This is about winning now. This is not because because like no one said, if it's not Deshaun Watson, it's Brady, and guess what? We'll draft someone else next year. Like this, this is a sport where honestly, bro, you're as good for me right now as you are till you till you can't play no more. Like, right, but let me but let me does. ask you this, Ted. But like, let me ask you this: If it wasn't to like, let's say you're the Bills, same exact situation, same exact game. Josh Allen goes down with that type of injury, or Justin Herbert. I mean, maybe not Herbert because of the way they've handled him. But let's say it's Mahomes, or let's say it's Lamar uh, or something Josh like that. Allen. Yeah. And basically, you lose him for that game. But those are teams that they know that those are their franchise guys for the next ten to twelve years. You that's don't a, think that everything. they would be more cautious and they wouldn't put him back in that game because look yeah we'll lose this battle but we have to win the war with these quarterbacks i'm just trying to think of a situation that maybe might have occurred that i could think of it i don't listen to be honest i don't know i I would say this every team is might be in your thought process correct might be thinking look at the team as a different you know entity like but maybe like if josh allen if he's ready if josh allen passes the protocol and is ready to go he's playing but i think the combination of the way Sunday went down, and then a short-term game, literally less than five days away, makes it worse. I think it, if it happened maybe on Sunday again, maybe people's outlook would be a little bit different. It's just looking from the outside in, you know, through the glass, being on a short week playing, it it, it didn't make sense. That's what that I think. That's the that's the double dipper. That's what makes it worse. I think. Mm-hmm. Like because, and look, I, I understand talk about teams it anyway, don't want – Right, and I know fan bases don't want to lose, but like if you were to sell the Miami fan base, look, Tua suffered a major injury on Monday, on Sunday. We understand it's a Thursday night game. We're going to go with Teddy. Yes, it's not ideal, but we are more concerned about the long-term impact of our season and the competitive nature of the season because now we're in a situation too where it, it's, it feels almost – I know it's not the best thing, but it feels like the Alex Smith situation all over game where now every time you watch a Dolphins game, you're holding your breath every time Tua drops back, every time Tua yeah. hits the turf. And you're yeah. basically praying, yeah. please, like, because Tua is a, a great kid. Like, you're like, please, that's don't the let thing this is that he's, he's one injury. of the, that's one of the things. He's like one of the good guys in this league. And ever since he's come in to this mm-hmm. league, it's been, oh, we're going to tank for Tua, tank for Tua. Okay. So they tank for, they ultimately get him even though they didn't get the number one pick, which we all thought he was going to be. And then ever since then, it's just been like, oh, Jeff, did you see it live? Hold on. And then he faces the pressure left and right. And then his count, like I said, his counterparts, Justin Herbert. I know he's dealing with an injury, but look at how he's been great for the Chargers. And then you see Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl last year. And this kid is just like one of the good guys of the league. And everybody's like, well, he stinks. He's not good enough because look at this. And now on top of it, you add this whole other story and avalanche to it it's just damn this hey, guy just think, can't he just can't catch a break let me ask you did you th- did you see it live last night when it happened yes. i mean i okay, did not so what I, I did not but i saw i saw okay, the hit. so quick question i'll ask no one in the trevor i'll ask you did you even think for a second maybe career ending i thought i did well, he I'm, got hit i mean yeah no because this Ooh. is because uh, i was thinking at least for the year he was done bigger picture of tua i'm going back to alabama man i'm thinking about Hip injury against Mississippi. Injuries he's dealt with. He's a smaller guy. This is two quick concussions. Like what? I thought it was career ending for two reasons. One, because of the head injury, but also, look, I think Miami has tried to move off of two. And this goes back to the point I was making. Like, for example, the Jets, you know, I'm a big Jet fan. Zach Wilson probably could have played last weekend and he had a knee injury, which is nowhere near as significant as Tua's injury on Sunday. But the Jets, they know that their future is based on Zach Wilson's success. Whereas with the Dolphins, with their actions, which you always want Tua to, to succeed, I, I want him to succeed. But the Dolphins have made it clear, yeah. even last year, but they don't he want, yeah. finished nine and seven. He has a 16 and eight record as a quarterback coming into this year. But the Dolphins have made it clear they wanted Brady, they wanted Deshaun Watson, everybody but clear, Tua. 
Right. And to me, this is going to be a potential career under. Like, let's say Tua like has to miss a game or two, comes back, plays well, Dolphins get in the playoffs, but lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins, I feel, are going to rationalize moving off of Tua with a couple of ways. And this will be one of the things is being like, well, he's had injury issues. He couldn't play a full season. He's always gotten nicked up. And it goes back to like you were saying, the college days. But to the organization to say that when they personally put him in hard's way, where if Let's put like hypothetical. Tua doesn't play. They lose last night on Thursday night football, but Tua's back basically gets two weeks to come back and doesn't yeah. have another injury the rest of the year. This isn't a story, but now because he's had a second traumatic brain injury and basically less than a hundred hours than playing on Sunday, it's just to me, I think this is going to be something big for the NFL PA because it basically combined two of the biggest stories with player safety on one. And I yeah. don't think it, the turf is getting talked enough about because you saw the Shepard injury. Shepard wasn't touched, nowhere near him. And he was jogging. came out about the MetLife turf and how bad the MetLife turf was. I, and still, you, I it, still can't believe that happened to him. But that's you, been like last year with the 49ers playing right. against the Jets. And then the Giants, we've had people complaining about it. It's just like, yeah, two, two, ones, but, two wrongs and one. But it goes back to the point, too, where it's kind of funny where the owners, they're paying these guys hundreds of millions of dollars, yet it feels like they're not putting the same effort in trying to protect these players. Yes, they'll do it in practice. Yes, they'll do it with the lack of hitting. If you're going to go to 17 games, like, look, I understand it's probably a logistical nightmare at stadiums like MetLife, where I know they like to have concerts. I know they like to have other events there. But look, like, they need a grass field there. Yes, it'll be a pain in the ass to take care of. Yes, it'll be cost more money to take care of with two teams especially. But at the end of the day, if it keeps your quarterbacks healthy, if it keeps your players healthy, because there's no, it's clear the evidence that the injuries are significant more on turf. And to me, this was a microcosm of both where you had a player head injury issue. You had a turf injury issue on back-to-back days and they both reared their ugly head more. So the head injury, I don't think the turf is getting talked about as much because obviously the two well, injuries, seeing, but, but you've been seeing players bring it up recently, especially yeah. in the past couple of years or so since at least 2020, when the Niners had that whole issue against the jets. And I'm so, not saying all turf is bad, but it does feel like there isn't a quality control because everyone kills the MetLife turf at how bad it is. Like, I don't see it like the, for example, SoFi Stadium getting as much grief. Uh, I do think that it's one of those things, too, where I remember we grew up like Veterans Stadium was basically like, let's put carpet on a parking lot. And it does feel like MetLife now with not only being the worst aesthetic building in the NFL is now getting a reputation for the worst turf in the NFL. So it just feels to me like the NFL has to look at the safety of both turf. And if the turf isn't up to snuff, then they have to put grass in. Like, that's how I think they look at it. But this also goes back to the Hendry too, where, yeah, like I get Ted, what you're saying. He cleared the protocols and he was in and of course, but then you have to question, are the protocols correct? And do we have to change the protocols? Because it's clear that those protocols didn't work. And let's be honest, the NFL dodged a major bullet. I mean, there was times last night where I was wondering was, to a potentially paralyzed because they put him on the backboard and he wasn't moving. Then it got to the point where it's like, okay, he's got control of his extremities, but how long is he going to be out? And I was seeing some reports today that the Dolphins are thinking about playing him in the next game. And my first thought is, well, like, they would, they, no they way. would be this whole situation. We're going to keep an eye on this, but the Dolphins franchise as a whole just making foolish decisions after foolish decisions, decisions, I should say. And this one, we're going to keep an eye on it because it's a story that's probably not going away. We just talked about the Dolphins last week because they needed to have a a major statement win and playing the Buffalo Bills. And all they got the job done, they found a way to win thanks to the the Miami Heat. I'm not no point intended by the Miami Heat franchise, but literally the Miami Heat weather as it was almost 100 degrees and the Buffalo Bills were falling like hot potatoes. Could not cannot handle the heat. This week, it's another Florida team. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. This one of the major surprises of this short, easy NFL season would probably be the Jacksonville Jaguars, what they've been doing. And I know they're two and one, but the way they've been winning the past two weeks, going into LA and dominating the LA Chargers. Now I know Justin Herbert wasn't 100 percent and they've been dealing with injuries their own, but to see how the Jacksonville Jaguars have dominated the past two weeks, the Indianapolis Colts shutting them out. I mean, they're just dominating on all facets of the game. But they're going into hostile territory this weekend. They're going against the team right now that is the current only undefeated team left in the NFL after four weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles, led by one of the MVP frontrunners, Jalen Hurts, and that dynamic offense. So, Ted, 
when you look at this Jacksonville Jaguar team and we see what this franchise has been recently, been like a laughing stock, especially last year with the Urban Meyer dark cloud being there. But now Doug Peterson comes in, takes over the reins, and you look like you have a vastly improved team. And that's what great coaching could do. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Looks like he might be emerging into the star that everybody projected him to be. And James Robinson, Christian Kirk, this team's got something going, especially on defense. Should we be taking the Jack serious? I mean, right now we should. I mean, because I'm going to steal something from Nolan that we were saying beforehand, and then he'll, he can repeat it because I know. Coaching matters in the NFL, all right? But also, you also got to have personnel. I, I Jeff, you know I'm, we were big fans of Colin, and we, but I listen to all the shows, right? Yeah. Two things you notice what you need in the football. First, you need a star quarterback, okay? If you don't have a star quarterback, I don't care how good your coach is. Just ask Bill Belichick how good he's a coach when you don't have a star quarterback. Second, once you find that quarterback, you got to find a protection. Oh, uh, uh, no, you got to find a real coach. Yeah. Okay. Because the quarterback can carry you, but you still need a, a reliable coach. A competent right? coach. A and competent, then when you have those two, you yeah. can build off of that. And that's something special. So we know what Doug Peterson does. He can win football games. He did it in Philly. Now there were some issues with the management, whatever nonsense. Who cares? He's out of there. Sorry for him. He brought him a Super Bowl. All right. He brought him a Super Bowl. With Nick yep. Foles, okay? And people say, well, the defense carried them or whatever. Listen, Nick Foles, coach. The coach I don't know. Has, Nick Foles was pretty dominant. The, that, uh, the that coaches play come up with a game plan. They build their strategy like, like an architect. They build the house. And the players have to do their job. And they did it. And they did it to the best of their ability. And they dominated during those playoffs, all right? Yeah. So here's what we got. We got a competent coach. Because we already could see the difference in one year from another, Urban Meyer compared to Doug Peterson. Urban who? They, he's way gone. He's, they, he's you know they, he's already tied fifth all time with Urban Meyer for the most wins in Jack, Jacksonville history. It's yeah, but he won't he won't beat the lap dance record though. <laughs> no, here, here's 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 the other thing, and it's significant. You asked no one if he was already doing this. They've hit on their draft picks, Trev. They've hit yeah. on key draft picks. Yeah. Trayvon Walker, first round pick that people question. Been a really nice pickup this year. Josh Allen, sixth round pick. I'm at six picks out of Kentucky. They've hit on offensive linemen. They've they brought in free agents at Brandon Shreve this year at yep. guard. And, and and like I started the conversation off, Trevor Lawrence, bro. Trevor Lawrence looks the part now. Now he looks like he's worthy of the number one pick. Because right now, if you look at statistics-wise, he's right there with the top quarterback statistically this year. And he was just voted Avis AFC player of the week last year. After last week, I mean, he's and he had like the best quarterback rating of any quarterback last week, and there was some really good quarterback play last week. So he is looking the part. The addition of Christian Kirk, like you said, Trev, in your early argument or your earlier conversation, it helps. You, you got to get a quarterback, you got to get him weapons, and then you got to have a running game. And it's amazing how much the running game has helped them because now play action. James Robinson, else. man, that's well, crazy. Like, he comes back like, from an Achilles. He comes back from an Achilles injury. I mean, they have Marvin Jones. I mean, they just they got pieces. They've hit on the defensive end with their draft picks, and that and that starts because we something as a Giant fan, we have been like screaming, ripping our faces off, whatever you want to say, whatever analogy you want to use. We can't hit on that damn draft pick. We just can't hit on anyone, and that's part of the reason why we look at our team and like we can't win more than four games because. We overspend on free agents. Well, you gotta have, like you said, so but you gotta have competency. At if the top. you look at like like I thought one of the way craziest stat I heard this week was on the Monday night football game that 71% of the players on Dallas were drafted by Dallas. Like that means you hit on your draft picks and they've earned at least a second or come to a second contract. That's significant, bro. Yeah, that's huge. That yeah. means you didn't miss. Yeah, your pieces worked out. And, so, that's what ja- and that's what Jacksonville's done, but they also, but they also, also is hitting free agency. I mean, Christian Kirk. I know that the contract that he got in the offseason, we were all scratching our head, but he's been delivering for them. I know he's not a he's not a true number one alpha guy, but he's their number one in that situation, and he's delivered for them. And James Robinson coming back from a torn Achilles. If anybody knows, I mean, I never had it happen to me, but from what I've heard, torn Achilles probably one of the worst injuries in all the sports to have. Well, and, and for Trev, him to co- and for him to come back right now, and just look like he's never missed a beat is truly incredible. And then you said it too: the drafting, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, having those edge rushers. Well, look at their defensive ranks, bro. 
Look at their defense. What are they? First in rush defense at 55 yards per game. Tied for fourth in points allowed at 12.7. They're tied for first in takeaways with eight. And alone at the top in turnover differential margin at plus seven. And they're second in the NFL in scoring differential at plus 46. Only behind the Buffalo Bills. So you put all those you put all those components together, you got at least a, success, a successful team. They're young. They're hungry. They got the right coach. Now, will they make a run in the playoffs? No, but I think they could have a competitive. I think this team is. I think this season and see, make some noise late in the season that could ruin a couple's people's. No, and call me crazy, but this team has some scrappiness to them. And I think if this team makes the playoffs, this isn't going to be just like a possible. I'm not not going. I'm not going to lose my mind and say they're going to the Super Bowl like the Bengals, but. We don't know. No, I can see you. I can see the pull this off a team, divisional this, win this is in a the first that, round. Yeah, this is a team that's very scrappy, and and they do. And they're the playing right with things. house money because no one picked them. Like they've been exactly. disrespected. But Think they do about the right it. things. They got a great quarterback. They run the football. They turn the mm-hmm. ball over, and they get after the quarterback. Those are all recipes they, to go they in the long turnovers. Yeah, they create. Tur- okay, that's fine. But they the all recipes that could go a long way to making. I mean, in that divisional, right? It's not a good division. And this is the thing that I think is really exciting about this Jaguar team is, look, we know how great Trevor Lawrence can be. I mean, we all knew, like, he had the talent. Like, and he almost overcame the dysfunction of Urban Meyer, which was something. It just felt like if he got so confident in there, they'd be fine. And I do wonder how many coaches right now are kicking themselves. Like, yeah, for I don't get why Doug Peterson was not a more hot commodity, especially on the coaching market last year or this year. So, like, again, I think a lot of organizations are kicking they're, they're kicking themselves, but I look right now at this team, and they do a lot of things very well. They do the things you need to win. They need yes. to rush the passer. They need to create turnovers. But more importantly, I love the balance, running the football. And that's when things like – I love the Eagles, but one of the concerns I have is, yes, they're one of the best rushing teams, but they're a weird rushing team because Jalen Hurts gets a lot of those rushes. Like They don't use their running backs in running game as well as I think they They have could. a true running back by committee. Right, Jalen Hurts so, is part of that committee too. Yeah, right, they, well, they have like three running backs: Gainwell, Sanders, Austin Scott, and Sanders, and then Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts. Now Jalen Hurts only ran for twenty yards last week, but but he didn't need know, to. So, but no, last week they didn't have to because they scored what twenty-four points in the second quarter against Washington. Who right? Scored. And look, I got to give the the front office credit in Jacksonville because I was one of those people like I thought they spent a little bit too much. Now, granted. The offensive line has played better this year. Do I think yeah. it's an elite offensive line? No. But they're going to go as far as this offensive line takes them. Because while well, I love Brandon Sheriff, one of the reasons I was glad the Jets took Lakin Tomlinson over Brandon Sheriff was because of the durability. I mean, Brandon Sheriff is great when he's on the field. But he also pro. gives he's you about pro. He, but he also gives you eight or nine games a year. Like it, it's not if, but when he's going to go down. Even their left tackle, who they overpaid for, has Jawan Taylor. Concern. Yeah, Jawan Taylor has right. been playing for ex Florida player Ted. He's been they've he's been great. They've been Which good, but they, they need to stay healthy. Holding like two years ago. I mean, and then what? And they also right. had the other kid. Uh, was it Cam Robinson? He's still on the team, right? Cam he Robinson plays left guard yeah. or whatever. So, I and mean, the Giants' favorite favorite son at tight end. At two, Evan Ingram know? is on yeah. that team. So, uh, how's yeah. he doing this year? Is he like actually playing or catching? He's the catching ball? the ball. He's catching yeah. the ball. He's oh, making well, you know, stri- he's making strides in progress. Well, there's only twenty thousand people in the home games, so you know it, it's a little less pressure. Or they're it's all not, in the yeah, pool it's not, party. It's not so. the New York media. You get Jackson but the, and that's the thing with Jacksonville. I also think helps them too. Is look, there's no like pressure really on them. They're in the no smallest media market. There and it and that's like it's a that good plays and a, a bad big part. Thing. It, it do, I do think it's it does stink when this team is good that they don't get the credit they deserve. But when your team like this, the last thing you want is eyeballs on you, like. You look at a couple teams right now, like, you know, I'm a Jet fan, but, you know, like, for example, the Jets, like, there's a lot of pressure right now already in year two of Zach Wilson, like, figure out if Zach's the guy, if he can compete, is this the right coaching staff? And, look, I feel like Jacksonville, you know, Trevor's going to be the quarterback because it's clear, like, talent-wise, you can see it, and you're seeing it this year. Like, if, and I don't think they have great – they have good weapons. Do I think they have a true number one? No. Do I think they have a – Top five running back, probably not, but overall by committee, maybe top 10. And do I think they have an elite offensive line? I think it's serviceable enough, but it shows you how good Trevor Lawrence is getting, being able to play with a decent cast. And like I said, this division, I know Tennessee has had the giant loss could have gone either way. 
I think Tennessee, uh, people are a little bit overlooking them right now. But look, if that season starts to go south, will they pull the trigger and go to Malik Wills to see what they have with oh, him? Yeah. You have question. You have the Colts, who are one of the weirdest teams in the NFL on the game. That's, that's Ted's boy, Matt Ryan. No, yeah, it's when not you, my boy. I just overrated think, ass Matt Ryan. I mean, they a, don't show up against the Texans or uh, or the Jaguars, but yet they'll play the game of the year against the Chiefs. The They're team a team was weird. Team. The defense and, last year, which like led the league in ter- uh, t- uh, you know, taking the ball away. I know, I get it. Right. Right. Where, where's the running? You have Mr. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor number one. Where's the running game, bro? I don't have to, I don't have Jonathan Taylor anymore. Breaking news in my fantasy league. When you start on three, uh, you got to make desperate change. Uh, I, 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 I had Jonathan Jefferson. Taylor too. Yeah. Uh, I traded PPR? for Jefferson. Yeah, PPR. Well, jo- hey, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. But did you also see that Jonathan Taylor a streak was broken t- this week? Jonathan Taylor has yeah, no he'll injury play, and missed yeah. practice for the first time in his football career. Yeah, Cardarius Tony needs the opposite. He needs to not be on the uh, injury <laughs> list every. Well, you week. said it right. Hold on, I want to say one more point, and then we'll get over to our next thing. There's no pressure on this team. Right. Very similar to the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Now, I'm not saying this. This could be, though. We don't know. This could be the Cincinnati Bengal team. Of last the oh, they don't well, hold on. Listen. Hold on. Listen. Right hold on. Listen. Well, they got a better offensive line. No. I know that. Well, that offensive line last year was garbage. Do not say that. Okay. Joe Burrow had question marks coming back from an injury. Trevor Lawrence had question marks this year. Is he the actual guy? All this pressure. Mm-hmm. They, they drafted well. They added some pieces. They go get Jamar Chase last year. Guess what? They go get Trayvon Walker. You team him up with Josh Allen. You have a formidable duo in the pass rushing game. They added tur- they added defense and now, the weight receivers, but also they're Jacksonville coming into the season. Oh, Jacksonville, what will it be? A top well, five. Trevor, pick. let me Cincinnati, ask you. Let me ask you one be question because I think the Bengals is a decent comparison. I think that they have about the same offensive line, maybe a touch better. I think their defense is a lot better than the Bengals was last year. But this yeah. is a great question for Jacksonville, and I think this should be our final point. Is and this is for both of you guys. If you're Jacksonville, let's say at the trade deadline, they're five and three. Is this a front office and an organization comfortable enough with being aggressive and adding and trying to add a number one receiver going out and adding another piece or two to maybe make a run? I think think they should, but they've also been hyper conservative. Will they be able to do that? Because one of the reasons the Bengals made that run is you have arguably three number one receivers potentially on that team. And while I love... I love Clark and I love uh, D- uh, Jones, but no, Chark, Chark, Chark is not there. He's, a, he's in not Chark. Yeah, Marvin Jones, uh, yeah. Christian Kirk, and then I don't. Kirk, know. I, I, I mix and up. I Zay, jo- so. Zay Jones. I'll tell you, I know you guys are gonna think I'm nuts, and maybe just a change of scenery. And we've seen change of scenery makes a difference. OBJ. Call the, Call the Giants. We got two guys. Come get Gallaudet or come get Tony. Listen, Kenny Galladay would go for probably this piece of paper right here. Maybe I don't. Trevor, you know who I'm thinking. No, don't say Denzel Mims. I do not <laughs> want to hear Denzel Mims. I don't want to hear Denzel Mims. Listen, again. I think you could get a, a – I think that he, he, Denzel Mims would be good in a blue Giants 11 right now. Like a fourth-round pick for Denzel Mims. You wouldn't I'm, not listening. I'm not listening to you anymore. A second round or second round or third for t- Tony or – But here's the, the thing. The Florida, guy, listen, the Florida guy goes back to Florida. Maybe a change of scenery, less pressure. No, Who knows? Here's the thing. I don't think they do it because that's not the type of front offense they are. It, I don't think right. they trade in. I don't know what team would be willing to give but up. One here's of here's my question. Here's Let me my, say this. I'd say uh, I don't think the Giants would trade them. Well, here's my thing. Is that I'm just going to say. I'm going to say one thing to very just to clear this answer. There isn't a true number one with this, with the exception of Odell Beckham Jr. out on the market. And the, and that and that and the, and, the, and then hold on and then even for a team that nobody's really going to you're not really going to find the true number one and no team's going to be willing to trade so they okay. really don't have any guy on the market right now other than Beckham. So realistically, I think you just ride with what you got because it's working. You got the balance. Hold on. You got the balance with this rushing attack. Eventually, eventually Travis Etienne is going to get involved in this offense, and that's just another weapon for them. They already got some solid receivers. I know it's it's not the greatest receiving court, but they got some players defensively, offensively. They create turnovers. They got a good coach. They got a quarterback that's starting to understand the game better and better. They got a good balance attack with rushing the football or running the football and the passing attack. This is a team that could be sneaky. I'm yeah. just saying, and and it's a true test this week because we're going. They're going into hostile territory next. This and that Philly crowd. We know how they are, and you're playing against a team. We want to see them that's, compete. Yes, and this is a game that if you want to get respect finally around this league instead of being the same old Jacksonville Jaguars, 
then you're going to have to go into Philly and you're going to have to beat a team like this because this Philly team is clicking defensively well, on offensively and even special teams wise. I don't know if you, and, saw, we'll I don't know if you saw. I saw some breaking news, though, that I think is pertinent to New York baseball. The number one prospect in baseball will make oh, yeah, his major ma- league yeah, debut tonight. Yeah, Francisco hey, Alvarez DHing against the Braves you, in the postseason. See, uh, you probably didn't read the report, though. They, no. uh, you know Bar- who Barkley called after Monday. I know. He game. called OBJ. I saw. I know. Well, I know. It's, yeah, all, it's all part of the plan. Bro, Guys, he's coming bring- back. He's coming uh, back because Gallagher. To the Rams. They desperately. They- no, he's not going back no, to the Rams. He's going giant, back to Big Blue. He's going he, back he, to Big Blue. He's crashing, he, Ra- he's crashing Rams weddings, not Giants weddings. So nobody I mean, wants. He, everybody's in hell, L.A. Nobody wants to go to a New York wedding. It's cold. It's cold no, up in the East Coast. It's because right? they don't want to play with Daniel Jones. Mm. Well, they got to find out the receiver issue because it looks like Wondell Robinson and Kadarius Tony. On top of Sterling. Again, guys, I'll, I'll again. throw this out there. Denzel Mims for a fourth round pick. I'm done with I'm done with Is he not off. playing again, Tony? There's a possibility he's not playing. What is he hurt? What is hurt? His ankles, yeah, his legs. Yeah, he got eyes. <laughs> I know. I want to lose. I want to lose my mind too Dude, because the New York Giants. What is he done? What are you the, doing? He got shampoo in his eyes in the shower this week. No, but honestly, like, what is he you're not running? You're not practicing. What are you hurting? Like, what, the New York Giants do? just say could have Michael Parsons right now, but we decided to trade back because of our dumb fans telling Gettleman to trade back, and we take Kadarius. No, speaking speaking of the Giants and Jets, close your ears because two superstar quarterbacks. Are playing this weekend, and maybe the two front runners alongside Jalen Hurts, like we talked about in our last episode. And then you got a rematch just from a few years ago Super Bowl, what was it, Super Bowl 54 or Super Bowl 55? Buccaneers, Chiefs, the blowout game. Everybody was like the new age goat, the baby goat versus the goat, Tom Brady. So, guys, you got two star studded quarterback matchups this weekend, and four of the best teams in this league right now. Which matchup is it an easy one? Is it really an easy one? Or, or, is it or maybe some people want to see baby goat versus the goat for one last time, maybe, or is it the excitement of the two front runners in the MVP? I mean, personally, as long as long as it's not Jackson Mahomes TikToking, like that's the one thing I don't <laughs> want to see this freaking weekend. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, like with the whole Buccaneers, like I'm more in, they're a weird team. I actually want to see the TMZ like behind the scenes of Tom Brady and Giselle right now. This life right now, yeah. On. This is your life. Like, this should be the last dance of Tom Brady. Like the oh, this documentary yeah. would go off the rails. But between the two matchups, I would say. I'm more excited for the Lamar and uh, Josh Allen. I think there's a little bit more on the line. And look, I think the Chiefs are – I think it's going to be a deciding game for the Chiefs because, look, they're healthier this right game? now. Really? Well, I just don't think the Bucks right now are in a good shape. Yes, I understand their record is 2-1, and one, but you look at their offense right now, they don't have an identity. They're struggling with their offensive line. They're struggling to establish it. the running game. And look, I just get a <laughs> feeling like you look at this team – that I'm just, I just get this feeling that what I like you could see. At, no one, I like where you're but look, uh, but look, could you? Same thing. Hold on, hold right on, now, let him, hold on, right. hold on, let him go. The Bucks right now have no identity. Let him go. I mean, outside of pounding it with Leonard Fournette, I mean, they because again, we don't know what the health Evans is back this week, which will be huge. But oh, yeah. it doesn't look like any of the other big receivers are back. Julio, unless, unless, unless. Gronk is coming out of the stands like a WWE event, like Roman Reigns, like mid game, like it's shooting up. I, I, I look like the, the Bucks are a weird team because I do love what Todd Bowles has done with their defense, and I am They're curious nasty. to see that. To me, is going to be the most intriguing matchup: is can this defense keep Patrick Mahomes in check? Can they keep this Kansas City offense? Like I'm not expecting Kansas City to go score 35 points, but if Kansas City scores 17 points this weekend. Do you think the Bucks' offense can score 17 With like, Evans' it, presence back, I would say, I, I mean, having Evans back is huge. But you look against the Cowboys' defense, and look, I know the Chiefs are not up there with, like, the Cowboys' defense. If they score more than 20 points, they win. Right, that's how I get the feeling, where I feel Lamar and Josh Allen could be one of those games, like, whoever gets the ball last could win that game. I just think it could be a track meet, and it's going to be an interesting matchup, too, because – the two weaknesses of each team could decide the game right now. The ability to stretch the field in the wide receiver game is what's limiting Baltimore's offense. But on the back end, you have the two safety injuries, Micah Hyde and the secondary issues with the bills. So you also have the Ravens with a God awful secondary. So which is crazy because they have three pro bowlers, right? Could we see a game that's a barn burner? Absolutely. And really, I think the matchup is going to come down to can 
Duvernay, can these Ravens receivers, and Mark Andrews, who's been unstoppable so far this year, can they take advantage of this Buffalo defense and avert this pass rush? And if they can, I think that this is going to be a barn burner. And look, we're talking about seeding in the AFC. I mean, you can make a case that both of these teams are going to win their division. I know right now Buffalo's in second behind the Dolphins, but at the end of the day, I feel like if you were to ask me now who's winning each division, I would pick the Ravens in the north, and I'd pick the Bills in the east. And really, this could be a huge game to determine home field advantage in the really crowded AFC because yeah. – this could be a tie potential tiebreaker in determining if you're get a buy in the first week or if you're playing the seven C as the number two C or you're playing the six C as number three C. I mean, this is a crit. I don't want it's way too early to say it's a must win game for these teams, but this could be a matchup when we're looking back at this season, say this could really imp- this matchup impacted the whole playoff picture. Oh, I, see, no, and I'm glad you just went off of that because that's when you started talking, I'm like, my mind started rolling. I'm like, that's that's where I'm going because if if you told me right now, I would say this is your AFC championship game right now. Baltimore Ravens versus the you Buffalo. You did say that last week. You did say that. I, yeah, and I, and I felt that way. And I, yeah, and I said the Baltimore should be undefeated. My I said the, just count out Kansas City. That was it. I know, I know. But I just feel like Baltimore now is a different team, at least since they beat Kansas City last year. And they were they were the number one seed last year up until week 12 until Lamar got hurt. So mm-hmm. they have found, found ways to win. And, I, and Trevor, we talked about the other day on the show. What was it Monday, Tuesday? Yeah. Lamar is playing better than his best MVPs uh, during his his best season ever during the MVP. Mm-hmm. Like he's on pace for forty five hundred plus yards. He's on pace for a thousand plus yards. He's on pace for rushing for. He's on pace plus. for Madden numbers. That's, yeah, that's like when me and Trev play on only on five minute quarters and we still dominate. So with that being said, I'm more excited about this game, and it's only because of what the Bucks are not right now. If the Bucks were loaded, like this was the typical Bucks team. You got Godwin, you had, and Tyree Kill was up with Mahomes, and like it had all the stars, like. The way I look at it, Brady and Mahomes right now is AEW and, and Lamar and Allen is the WWF when it was really Oh, popular. no, it's the WWE now. You can't say uh, uh, WWF. I'll say is, WWF because that's what I grew up the with. The attitude era, baby, the best. The attitude era. I mean, you're talking about the two best quarterbacks right now, I think, or playing right now, Lamar and Allen, all right? And, and no one had said it right. You know, you got the Bills right now were missing their two best safeties. You know, and and the Ravens, they don't really throw the ball well, but, the, I mean, he's leading the league in touchdown passes. Here's the other thing. you got Allen, on the other hand, he might throw for 500 yards this week against that Baltimore secondary. So And lose. The, yeah, way right? I look, the way I look at this is if you're a fantasy guy, try to grab everyone that's on both of these teams because I think everyone's going to score at least one touchdown. I, the way I look at this game from the outside looking in, it's going to be the Chiefs-Bills game last year, like 35-38. Like, like Nolan said when he started the conversation, who has the ball last? last or that Rams-Chiefs game in the Coliseum years yeah, ago. The Monday night yeah, I mean, game. Yep. And, I, and I think Nolan said it perfectly. Like, you look at these divisions, right? We thought the NFC, AFC North was going to be a little bit more competitive. Pittsburgh gar- is garbage. The Browns, I don't look at them competitive. The Bengals are there, but they don't look like the same team they were last year. So for Baltimore right now, this is a huge stepping stone. Now you go to 3-1 and one instead of being 2-2. Two and two. The same thing with the Bills. They have lost. That would be two straight losses. The, you know, we know about these. These loss, One or two losses can make a significant difference when you start working at week 16, week 17 for seedings. I mean, it comes down to both teams are 12-4. and four. And Baltimore has the win over the Bills. You know that's the difference between having the bye or yeah, playing in the the first week. And you know, and with everything going on, I mean, these are the games that you look forward to the most as a fan. And for me personally, this is a game that I'm most excited to see because I I think you're looking at the two best teams in the AFC and you're looking at the two best quarterbacks right now in football. Okay. Oh, two best quarterbacks in football. Right okay. now, right now. I mean, it's early, it's week four, but listen, every so- game now, when people, you know, we talk about baseball, we talk about basketball, but every, you know, people are like, oh, and that's why I'm not trying to go back to an old thing, but when we talked about Miami, that's why every week and every game does have a significant importance to each individual team. You know, like you can't just say we're going to take this week off and rest players or things because teams don't look at it that way. Teams look at every individual game because, you know, we look at things and are like, man, if the Giants just won that game early in the season, the game they should have won, like they'd be like nine and nine and eight and they'd be in the playoffs as a wild card or they'd be 10 or whoever it is. I'm using the Giants because we're Giant fans. It could be the Jets. Like you're looking at things and you're like, son of a, like, son just of a, little, like, son of a gun. Significant difference. And this is a huge game early in the season that could have a tremendous impact for both teams going forward. 
I mean, I'm excited for both matchups just because it's a possibility, just like last week with Rodgers and Brady the last time that you, we could be seeing Mahomes versus Brady. We'll see how the Mike Evans, I mean, having Mike Evans back is going to be a big deal. But if I'm the Chiefs, if you could get to at least 20 points, like Nolan said, I think you have a good chance of winning. That should be a really exciting game. It's a Sunday night game. Thankfully, Tampa, I know Tampa in the state of Florida, the west coast of Florida, has been decimated by Hurricane Ian. But this game, now, will, still, will, they have this replaced... game will still be played in, in Tampa. Now, will Tampa have replaced the Jumbotron operator before this? Oh, game, you saw, though? yeah, you saw that with the whole Rogers thing. Like, yeah, yeah, Rogers like, like called out the Jumbotron guy because yeah, he's like, like hey, oh yeah, he's like yeah, we saw them running that play on the Jumbotron and one of their highlight packages like before we, they ran the play. Like, oh, they're gonna run that play. So, it, uh, see, oh really? Yeah, yeah, they get themselves in trouble. They they see they ride on themselves. Without yeah, even know, listen, the Jumbotron is not thinking it like that, bro. Well, look at him. He's just they they need someone to play. They're not Brady. They're not blaming Tom Brady. So. Blame Brady. No, <laughs> he's, he's he's just smashing. He's gonna soon smash. Forget about the tablet. No, they'll, they'll, they'll blame smash. Sky. They'll blame Roger's girlfriend, Sky Blue. She like had some like. Uh, she like did some. Oh yeah, Sky to Blue. Figure. She looks like yeah. 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 But this game, but like, you just said it. These two, Josh Allen, Lamar, probably two of the most exciting players in the NFL right now, and this matchup. Week three or week four, it's fascinating that, and this is already like you said, the Bills are coming off a loss. One of these teams is going to be two and two, the other team being three and one. And in this, and in this points against them, yeah, and in this crowded, and in this crowded AFC right now, this is a game that somebody's going to have to win, somebody's going to have to lose. And I cannot, Baltimore are playing Buffalo, they're in Baltimore, they are in Baltimore this weekend, but the best quarterback in the world named Josh Allen. He's not the best quarterback. He hasn't won anything. He's going to deliver. I don't care. He's the best quarterback in the world. I can, say whatever, I can say whatever I feel. No, you can't. Oh, we're very opinionated in this country, so we can no, say whatever no, we please want. Tell, please tell him he's not the best quarterback in the world right now. You got to win something first. Yeah, I, I, I still like, think – look, I, right now I think it's still Patrick Mahomes because, look, Patrick Mahomes has gone to the AFC Championship game what was it now? Five consecutive years? Bare minimum was four. I, I know I, it's four, at least four. It's at least four. He's been to two Super Bowls. Go, to, already, go on the road. I want to see him on the road and do it. Well, he also home field. He's also game. earned home field advantage for how he's played during the regular season. Hey, so, don't like, worry. Look, it's going to happen. Buffalo. Look, like, I think Josh Allen, both are unbelievable. I still think that throwing the football, I give the edge to Mahomes because some of the arm angles he's able to do and some of the throws he can make. Look, Allen's got an arm. He can reach anywhere on the field. But some of the, just the off-platform stuff Mahomes does is unbelievable. Hey, but overall, athlete, again, Allen running this the is, football. This is, is just my opinion. Completely different. My, my opinion, this is just my opinion. I believe that Josh Allen is the best quarterback. I mean, if we're going off hardware, too, I mean, there oh, is like someone it. down in Tampa that's got like seven rings so, clattering on the table. So it, it's kind of hard. Yeah, to, some, yeah. It's kind of hard to overlook, you know, that elephant in the room. So yeah, especially it, when – right. Especially if my my team is on the end of his wrath for twenty freaking years of my life, so uh, you know, still have those scars, you know. Oh, don't worry, we, uh, Patriot we, fans, we, they got the scars of the pa of Patriot fans should put Mo Lewis in their ring of honor or build a statue to Mo Lewis on the site of the former like Foxborough Stadium. Like literally, okay. just they need, they just need to build a monument to Mo Lewis. Like Patriot that's what Patriot fans have scars of Eli Manning. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. As long, they I mean, might have as, their seven. I don't know. But they, they are, could they have, still, are they still on the bandwagon, though? Because they haven't been in the playoffs in three years. You know? No, I think that bandwagon's – yeah, that Pat Nation yeah, kind of got the, a little the, small. The, I think the, I think it's going to Buck Nation now. Yeah, yeah the Mac – what? Are they jumping off the Mac bus right now? The Mac truck, basically? The Mac attack is, is taking a – hit a speed bump, and it's, it's it had a pothole, so they're out. Looks yeah, like they can't smacking. keep up with the Joneses anymore, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. So, you know, I, I – I, I can't – I mean, this will be a fascinating weekend. We're looking forward to that Jacksonville Jaguars game. See how they pan out against the Philadelphia Eagles. Allen, Lamar, Brady, Mahomes, Ted, me and you got to figure out if we're ever going to get right with these picks. Soon we're going to be posting oh, our picks. Right. But right, right now, right. as of right now, through the first two weeks, well, we didn't get to do week one. So through the first two weeks, we have a combined three and 13 record. I have a two and six record. Ted has a one and seven record. Still better so we, than the Raiders right now. <laughs> You're right about that. But we will see. We'll be posting those in a couple hours of week four. Great games. Also, we will be keeping an eye on the big, big man in the Apple. Oh, not the Apple. I should say the Bronx. Aaron Judge, as he tries to become the new AL home run king, as he finally got 61. We will see as he is home this weekend against the Baltimore Orioles. You could also check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. 
Spotify, YouTube, as well as clovercrestmedia.com. And also you could check out if you're a New York Jet fan. I don't know if there's a lot of Jet fans down in this uh down in this state, maybe up north, but you could check out Nolan Rich. Oh, the there, Rich there are sports. some. I, I get uh, I, I had uh, Brad from uh, Brad from New Brad Jets fan from Florida, basically. I really? had him, there you go. yeah, I had a monitor. I was like, Are you still there? Like, your couch isn't flowing down the street right now, yeah. I like, uh, uh, the, what's going on is crazy in Florida right now. So, Let's say that again, it's, oh, it's okay. not, it's a nightmare. But, Nolan, as always, man, I appreciate it. I hope to get you on soon enough. Again. At, anytime, guys. No Denzel Mims talk anymore from you. <laughs> I mean, the Giants need a receiver. We do, but it ain't going to be him. It's going to be OBJ. We are keys to the hey, city. Hey, hey, Ted didn't what? answer that question. You and Ted, fourth round pick for Denzel Mims or a fifth round pick. Are you making that trade? Not for Denzel Mims. I'm bringing Odell. Why would I do that? I told you, I'm trading. I'm trading my guys. I'm bringing Mims. Okay, Odell doesn't come in. Odell's off the table. Like he signed somewhere else, or he doesn't come to the Jets. Like, and you need a receiver. Is Mims option two? No, fifth round pick. Edelman. Edelman. (laughs) To play quarterback. We're gonna play quarterback. He can play anything. We need it. We need it. Well, right now we need offensive line and receiver. Would Edelman go to Tampa? Like. Way no, we don't want, going we want, to the Giants. No, he should just stay in the East Coast. He's an East Coast guy. He's an East Coast guy. Maybe he'll come to the Jets. You know, the Buccaneers the are on the East Coast. What are you talking about? They're I'm on the West Coast. Northeast. I'm talking Northeast. They're on the West Coast of Florida. Yeah, but that's in the eastern part of the cut. It's oh my god. Check out Rich Talk. Rich Sports Talk. As Rich talk. Well, Rich talk. <laughs> as he's talking, we should just say Mims talk because all he wants to talk about is Denzel Mims. Oh no, 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 no! I so damn good. Why can't he play on the Jets? It's because we got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, or all. They do have. They right have now. a plethora of weapons. I, I, I mean, I like to. Have, I would like to have the Jets' weapons more than the New York Giants right now because at least they're staying healthy. Yeah, Garrett Wilson not getting the Rookie of the Month for offense was criminal. First of all, because at he's least he man. scored touchdowns. But uh, no, like uh, no. Trust me, you think I talk a lot about Mims? Do you know how many people comment about Denzel Mims like on my channel? all the time they're like why isn't he playing like is he in witness protection program (laughs) long i'll give you the 30 second version long story short he was drafted by adam gaze to fit a completely different offensive system he doesn't really fit this system he's more of a physical linear player doesn't really have great route running in the short term Mm -hmm. and in the intermediate what you need in that west coast system where you create the separation with your route running as opposed to your physical ability so basically he doesn't fit and i don't think he meshed with the coaching staff well so it's just one of those things too when you get a new coaching staff that has new priorities and i don't get it these these i don't get these baylor receivers like Corey coleman they were so great in college never pan they play flag football in the big 12 that's why they're not great right about that but we will see how the new york giants and the new york jets fare this weekend the jets are in pittsburgh and the giants are home wearing their old retro 1980s uniforms against the chicago bears so we'll not, check not the white anymore no they're done with those whites they never want to see the color rushes again they don't win we are keys to the city rich sports talk check them out as well we next episode we are out to the city podcast.